0: Welcome back to the Power to Perform podcast. I'm Max Burvey, a senior on the Men's Alpine Ski Team, and I'm sitting here with CA, a graduating, graduating from CU Denver with a PhD in Clinical Psychology. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be kind of going into more in depth about mindfulness as uh, we've talked about in the past few weeks, but we're going to, you know, we're going to stop because mindfulness never stops. So um, podcast one, it's going to be about why mindfulness. So the first question I have for you today is, um, in last month's podcast, we talked a lot about mindfulness, but not much about the why. Why mindfulness? Why does mindfulness work for athletes?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So I'll just start by recapping what mindfulness really is. And this definition comes from a scholar in the field, probably one of the most prolific um, and an icon of mine, John Kabat-Zinn. And he defines mindfulness as paying attention non-judgmentally to what's happening right now in each moment, both internally and externally. So it's both what you pay attention to and how you are paying attention. Um, so it's not it's not really about a rel- relaxation or a mood management technique. It's not about getting to a space where we don't have thoughts. Um, personally, I think that's quite impossible. Um, but instead, it's just a form of mental training that allows us to be more perceptive and more present in the moment-to-moment basis and less reactive to the different spaces that our mind goes um, that might otherwise increase our stress and increase our kind of emotionality. So to your question, why should athletes learn mindfulness? It's really at the core of being fully immersed in your sport and performing as well as you can. So if you find yourself struggling to stay in the present moment, which we all do, no one does not struggle with that, I would say in this day and age, especially, Um, then this is a great practice to learn. And it is a practice, right? Like I I really like to describe it as just sitting still in a room and not speaking and just observing. It's not more than that, right? You're just sitting and observing. And what struggle might look like to be in the present moment can be any number of different things. So maybe right before a, thought, a shot, your mind could be focused on different worries, You know, whether or not you're going to make the shot or past or future events, um, or maybe what you need your task list or a homework assignment, or maybe when your coach is going over a game plan, uh, your mind might be wandering to something that's not relevant to what's happening in the meeting. Um, maybe a little bit, you know, other places to, to a text message or a Snapchat that you haven't yeah, opened. Absolutely. So actually before I go on and, and kind of keep talking about how mindfulness might help, does that, does that sound familiar? Can you relate to any of those examples oh, at all? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's so much about, you know, I was going to say like, you know, we're talking about, you know, this present moment thing, but, in, and I, I wonder is, is that how you would define mindfulness almost in a way is like it's, it's being, it's being present in your mind and, and not being able to, not worrying about the past events or things you can't control in the future events. I think that's how you, you know, minimize anxiety, stress, um, nervousness, things like that. I think that's why mindfulness is so, so cool.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, I really couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, And so I think, you know, with, with that kind of a lack of mindfulness leads to all kinds of things. So it leads to you know, increased anxiety, you can f- experience depression and I think one of the most common things that I'm really hearing a lot especially as we're kind of increasing this digitalization that's been happening since covid, right, is this feeling of like my life is passing me by quicker than I can attend to it.
0: I can attest to that. That's <laughs> yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah, and so I think, you know, the the real gift of mindfulness even though it's often very unfun to practice it, to be honest. It, it's, it's a skill like anything else. The gift of it is that it can really allow us to have a greater ability to bring our attention back to what's happening now so that we don't feel like things are moving way faster than we can possibly, like we're missing our lives.
0: Yeah, I think, like I was saying, I can attest this whole thing during COVID. I, I literally like feel like I can't remember the last two years of my life. Yeah, and it's and it's now as a graduating senior, it's it's scary because it's like wow that really just went by and I feel like nothing changed in my life. Like, but you know, you can't worry about that. You gotta just keep moving forward. I think.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, okay, so I have another question. I'm going to ask you. Uh, so for athletes experiencing struggle or success, how might mindfulness change over the course of a season?
1: It's a good question. So I think one of the things that occurs to me as we're talking about this is just how, right, if, for example, when I'm working with a client or a patient on um, anxiety anxiety reduction techniques, and say, for example, this is a person who experiences panic attacks, when you're having a panic attack is not the time that you want to practice diaphragmatic breathing for the first time. It's going to be totally inaccessible to you in fact like it feels like when you're having a panic attack you're being kind of overrun by this like train that you don't you just you just have to kind of let it happen and so it's actually really really important that if that's if that's the case for you that you practice that diaphragmatic breathing and you practice those skills when you're not having a panic attack and Obviously experiencing struggle and success that's not it's not the same thing and I don't want to equate those two things but I do want to say that it's not when we're in the pits or on the top of the mountain where mindfulness is the most valuable or we're able to access it easiest I actually think it's that's when it's the hardest yeah, and so absolutely. that's why I make that Anchor. comparison yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Absolutely So my my real point here and what I want to convey is that the consistency is more important than anything else. So just like if you were to stop practicing whatever you're, whatever you're preparing for at the gym, if you were to stop making your reps or if you were to take you know, no, numerous weeks off from an activity, that, that muscle set would atrophy, right?
0: Absolutely. And I think that's why you, you know, your point about you, know, you can't use mindfulness only when you're struggling. Right. And it's like, if you, if you can't practice it on a, on a great day, it, or if you know, if you don't practice it when you're, when everything's fine and like when you're not having a panic attack, then you're not going to be able to access it when you are. That's
1: and, exactly right. And, and
0: it's like any, any sport where if I'm not training on the days, you know, if I'm not putting in the reps, then I'm not going to be able to perform in adverse conditions. Basically, basically I, I, that's how I equate it. So,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So in any sport, right? Like, for you, for skiing, it's not like you're going to have one really radically amazing workout and then show up at a ski race and win it. Like that, that doesn't happen, right? No,
0: (laughs) that's just not going to happen.
1: It's every, it's your everyday effort. It's
0: the consistency. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the everyday effort. It's putting in, you know, week after week, after week, after week, and then, you know, that can equate to the confidence and moving forward and things like that.
1: Exactly. So I want to really highlight right now, something that, a lot of us athletes fall into, which is this notion that if I'm not meditating for 20 minutes a day, then I'm not meditating. And that fa- that fallacy, that kind of black or white thinking is something that I, I think especially for people who are very regimented, hold themselves to high standards, um, it's a trap that we we fall into easier than others maybe. And so I wanna just really draw our attention to the fact that Discipline and consistency here can look like literally one deep breath, like one belly breath that brings you into the moment where you just almost like a tether, like if you were to lasso your whole brain and bring it into the present moment for literally one second or to feel the, f- the fabric on your skin or to feel the sensation of your body in a chair, that's mindfulness and that's consistency.
0: Yeah, I don't. there's so many different ways of mindfulness I think like how you're saying you know it's not just meditation right you know you can just you can be sitting at lunch or whatever and if you feel like the soles of your feet you know the 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 air against your skin whatever it is like you were saying I think just doing little things like that as well just add up um anyway thank you so much for joining me today um so I'm going to finish off with a quote here if it's out of your hands it deserves it deserves freedom from your mind too Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.